This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the MVSP. As always, it's myself, Joe Nagy, along with my great co-host, Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well. Legs are a little sore going out for a skate with you yesterday, but uh, I'm not going to lie. It was a pretty fun time. I enjoyed myself. First time in three years. I think I got the hang of it by the end. You're doing I was pretty t- well. Yeah, I got, the, I got the crossover down. I don't got the hockey stop yet, but no. you know what? You just got to check it off the laundry list. That means I just got to go skating It more. helped, too, that you had, the, uh, you had like the skating buddy that you're holding on to. Yeah. Well, I didn't hold on to you that much. No, not me. Not the, not me, the uh, um. Oh, the, the, yeah, yeah. And those little red cart things. Yeah, it's you like can, a cart that you hold on to. Things. I can't imagine you stack two on top of each other and let a hockey player use it. Dude, they're going like 30 miles per hour on a straightaway. Yeah, guaranteed. But got a pretty interesting show today. Going to start off with the Ferris Sports Report. And then after, we kind of have fun uh, when the cameras aren't rolling. Kind of uh, go back and forth with some banter. So... Uh, after the fair sports report, we're just kind of let the let the audio roll, see what we can catch, and maybe give you guys a few laughs. So, to get started, we're gonna start off with ice hockey. We were home against Lake Superior State last Friday. Didn't get the win. It was a four-two loss. Um, wish we could ride a little bit higher off the Minnesota State kind of uh, eventful weekend that we had the week before, but nonetheless, trying to end the end the year off on a win and then getting the WCHA tournament with a little bit of upside. Yeah, I mean, we didn't play bad in this game. I mean, we 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 started off pretty well. I mean, we had we tied them up after one period, and I think really it was just the second period that killed us. That's what it showed on the box score. That's what it showed actually watching the game at Engelglim, and that that is exactly what happened. Our second period was just not good enough. They took advantage of us in the second period. Coach Daniels even admitted we had great first and third periods. Our second period was pretty poor, and that's that's really the reason we lost this game. And we. Just couldn't find, we just couldn't find any groove, it seemed like, in the second period. We had a couple of just, just, I wouldn't say like dumb penalties, but they, they, were, they were just things you, you can't let happen. We had two, we had two minors for having too many men on the ice in line changes. Those things are just, those things are so second nature when you mess those up, it just makes everything that much harder. But, I mean, in reality, it was still not a bad game. I mean, we still had... I mean, it says 4-2. to two. It really was 3-2 to two for the for the rest of the game. It's just they got... We went, we put in an all-ditch effort, and they scored on an open net late in the, the third period. So, really couldn't couldn't ask for that much. I mean, we were we were right with them in shots. We were we actually executed on our lone power play, and we, we were, did great on the kill. I think um, that was something that we did very, very well. We shut them out five times on the power play. They were 0 for 5. That's really been a, a positive out of this season. We haven't let too many guys or too many teams score on us on the power play. So yeah, our, on the power, our, or the penalty yeah, kill. Our, I should yeah, say. our penalty kill team has yeah. been very efficient so far. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. There was just a, a, a couple of things that we just didn't do, just didn't do right, and um, Lake State made us pay, especially in that second period where we were just trying trying to find just a little bit of something and then late in the second period they just really they just really took those mm-hmm. took those mistakes and put it on us so but still it's great to see that the the fight out of the team i mean Dallas Tulick came out in the third period and scored and it was a very pretty play um Luke Farthing had a power play goal to actually lead the game starting off and we were up in the first two minutes up until nine minutes then they scored but still it's it's a it was a pretty good outing much better hockey than we've definitely seen in the past but i mean yeah we're going to be looking to to really 
fine tune our fine tune our game up coming on next week when we take on the Lakers at their place. Yeah, I mean, and we had a lot more uh, shots on goal than we usually got. I mean, yep. twenty five able to get two in. Um, Merrick Smins, the goalie for uh, Lake State, did a very good job. But I mean, Roney as well. He had a pretty solid outing, facing twenty eight shots. I mean, he let three in, but. Like, yeah, I, said, of, like I said, our defense has been lacking this year. And when you face that, I don't really think that, although they don't have as many shots like as, as like we usually see against us, um, it still is kind of tough when you still are facing that constant pressure the whole game. Yeah, if you take out, I mean, if you take out about, I think, it, 30 seconds of time. It's 31 seconds of time, actually. 31 seconds, that was the span from goal number two for Lake State and goal number three. If we if we just had a little bit more, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to just say like if we were if we were awake for thirty seconds that's that's not true but like we a little bit sharper maybe yeah I think we we just came off that goal or that when they scored that second goal we just came off a little I I don't want to say stagnant but it wasn't it you could definitely tell that we we definitely weren't necessarily like as intense. we didn't have an edge. Yeah, I think I think we just kind of I don't want to say it was a letdown, but that's kind of the only thing I can really use to describe yeah, it. For is, lack of a better word. Yeah, like we we didn't really do a great job of getting off that goal cuz then we we allowed a puck into the zone and then they ended up getting uh, a deflection open net and put Roni in a pretty bad position and they ended up scoring that goal, but I mean, it, those things are what really makes teams really good being able to respond after those outcomes of an opposing goal or a penalty or whatever, how they respond is really what makes it. We didn't respond the best in that scenario. I guess that's what I'm trying to get across. But because I mean, if you take out those 31 seconds, I mean, it's we're we're tied at two to two. But in the end, that's not how the game works. You can't just take chunks of time out. You just yeah. got you got to play all 60 minutes. We wish we could the best you can. Yeah, hopefully we can get the dub here uh, this upcoming weekend. Going to be traveling up to Lake State. I don't. What city is Lake State in? Sioux, the Sioux, the Sioux, Sioux yeah. Saint Marie, gonna be traveling up to this, up to the Sioux. Maybe they'll see the Sioux Lux, but that's a little bit off topic. But um, <laughs> hopefully we can get the dub, get into the WCHA tournament with just a with a win under our belt, and then um, get some get some momentum. Take your charter boat up there. Oh, well, actually, probably frozen. Well, I don't know. The Sioux Lux? No, not probably not. I don't think so. No, I think it. Pro- I think it's probably warm enough now that the I breaker the breakers can enough. get through. Yeah, there's probably still some. Life. And also the Sulaks have a constant like water intake and flow because well, you know yeah, how they true. take it from each There's spot. Prob- there was probably I don't a, think those there are was probably at least a sheet at one point, especially when we had that that cold well, menace we had, like, two that weeks. Two weeks of like yeah, because that that was negative straight up weather. negative wind chill, and overnight they got freezing, and especially with the snow. Yeah, well, I, yeah, that it's was probably, probably fine. That, I mean, yeah, now probably not. Yeah, it's those barges will break right through that pretty no problem. So I we'll have to yeah. take well, yeah, and just take a little fishing boat and go up to go up to the Sioux to watch some <laughs> hockey. I don't think we'd get take let my in. Fourteen but. foot bass fishing boat <laughs> all the way up to Sioux Saint Marie. Little little trolling motor, drop it in like Huron and go go to town. Yeah, I never know. Maybe be, be Huron. Fun. Huron. Huron's the one on the right, right? Yes. Michigan. Okay, that's what I thought. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're anyway, getting we need to get to some basketball. Out, we'll, we'll get to the, we'll get to that side of it later. Um, men's first at Wayne State down in the Motor City, taking on Wayne State. Um, got a great first win, eighty-four to seventy-one on on day one on Friday. Uh, pretty good game for the Bulldogs. They definitely played very well. Um, Coach Brongamo was very happy after that game and. 
there there was a lot of po- or a lot of points during that game where we looked a little shaky, but we definitely pulled it together and had one of our best offensive performances of the season, I would say for sure. Um, we didn't shoot the ball necessarily as well. I mean, we shot 48% from the field and 27 from three, but we did we did a lot of the little things. We didn't turn the ball over. We were doing a great job moving the basketball. We did well from the free throw line, and we just really capitalized on a lot of open opportunities, and that really helped us propel ourselves into a winning position and we really kept it there so it was a good win on the second game a little bit of a different story we came out short uh i mean i was watching i was now i shouldn't say watching i was following this game on my phone while the women's game was going on which we'll get to here in a minute and uh we were checking the feed me and um nico who was up in the up in the booth for the pa and the music and um we were checking it over and over and over again and we were down five then we're down three then we're down five then we're down three then we're down two then we're down four and it was going back and forth at the the, the end of the game there was like 20 seconds left we were down three and jimmy Scholler buries a triple his only triple of the game with like two seconds left and then wayne state goes down and then scores Mm. basically a near buzzer beater i mean i think they might actually scored it with two seconds left but it was basically a buzzer beater but anyway that just shows you how close the second game was when gotta give credit to wayne state for coming out with a vengeance and they they played wayne state played much better and um we could not hit a three-pointer to save our lives basically yeah looking at the box score um we only hit one one of 17. 17. That is equivalent to, if I believe, 6%. Or pretty yeah, darn 5.9%. That's insane. You can't, like, and that, the fact that they shot one of 17 and were, was still in the ball game blows my mind. Uh, I mean, there are some good things. I mean, we had, we had second chance points. Like, we got some putbacks and we got some offensive boards. But I think, I mean, you, you, it's so hard to shoot that poorly and win a basketball game it really mm-hmm. is just super hard but i mean jimmy Scholler had a great game in this one notably he had 13 points and i think uh, one of the big things um if you um read there was an article put in the torch b- about jimmy Scholler and um his philosophy kind of on basketball growing through um high school to now and him really being like i kind of want to be that 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 great passing teammate type of guy he's not looking to score all the time and i know watching him personally like he's a good he's a pass first guy he wants to put guys in position and seeing him with 13 points in the box score along with six assists and eight boards just shows you the productivity he's giving us as a freshman even though he might be sometimes not being putting a lot of numbers on the stat sheet he's still doing a lot for the team and i think he was second in on the team in minutes tied with walt and um the only other person ahead of him was mike pete who had eight points and eight boards i believe in this one but I mean, it was still a it was still a good game. I would say, um, mm-hmm. definitely not the outcome we wanted, but I mean, just the fact that we were competitive, shooting five percent from three, that that's in and of itself something to be a little bit positive about. Yeah, did Ben play? No, he did not. He that's did, tough. Yep, he did not play in that game. I was gonna say because if he played, then that probably would have been a difference because that would have been like probably ten, twelve points that we're missing out on if that happened. Then. Would have been a different story, but I mean, you can't really like. All right, we played well. Like we had some. Yeah, we, didn't we had good terrible. production from everybody. It's just you know threes didn't fall, and if you know two or three or more of those fell, then we would have had a different story, a different outcome uh, in the column. But nonetheless, pretty excited. We're gonna be playing Ashland the first round or second round because we got a buy yep. uh, for the first round of the uh, Gleak tourney. Gonna be playing Ashland on Thursday. I forgot what time. Um, 
But nonetheless, very excited for that. But some scores from around the GLIAC this weekend. Uh, Northern Michigan, Purdue Northwest, and then Davenport and Saginaw Valley. Those two games got canceled, so they're going to be looking forward to the GLIAC. I'm not going to have any kind of run-up to it. Just going to have to go in there cold. But uh, Grand Valley topped Northwood 67-51. Grand Valley is going to be looking forward to that for the tourney. I think they're one of the higher-seeded there as well. And then Ashland top Lake Superior State eighty four to seventy three. So we do have our work Ooh. cut out for us. Um, but nonetheless, if we play well and everyone's cooking, I'm pretty sure we'll be able to get the dub. Gonna be a tough game though. And then finally, Michigan Tech topped Parkside sixty nine to forty seven. I was expected. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And I did notice that Ben did play in the first game. Yeah, he did not play in the second game. So I and I mean. Obviously, we uh, we don't have the insight on what might have happened. I mean, he might have gotten injured. That's a complete possibility. Or maybe he was just had the day off or whatever. I know um, Coach Bronkma is definitely a guy that can will th- will throw a lot of strategy at you. And we saw that, especially in the lineups earlier in the season, where they threw a lot of different lineups in, and had, they didn't even take some of the starters to the first the first contest against Mercyhurst earlier in the year. So, um, well, don't know exactly that whole situation. If we find any details, we'll let you know. But um, definitely. Yeah, Ben can be a, a big, uh, a big factor. We hope he goes and plays down at Hammond against Ashland because I think we can. I think we can really, we can really compete and possibly get a win out of that. I think. I don't think we've played Ashland this year. I believe if I we remember correctly, we played him at the start of the season. Oh yeah, um, we did. You're and right. we lost both times. Hey, that's fine. Revenge by, game by a good amount, but nonetheless, that was like at the start of the season. Oh wait, no, we split with them, didn't we? No, oh, I'm looking at the women's schedule. Okay. My bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at the yeah, women's schedule. Yeah, we lost the first yeah. one pretty handily, and then the second game we came back and beat them. So we, yeah. we can beat the Eagles. We've done it before. We can do it again. Yes. But, yes, women's side. <laughs> oh, brother. And women's side. We can, we'll keep it rolling here. This is a this is a raw show. Um, we did lose to Ashland twice against uh, with the women, but which is also what we did against Wayne State, sadly. Um, d- I was at these games. I'm not going to lie. Won't sugarcoat it. These were not the prettiest of basketball games. I will say that for sure. I mean, you look at Purdue Northwest putting up 60 points and 84 points and then 48 and 59 in these games. We Our offense was just really stagnant. We just didn't have the normal productivity that we normally do. Um, we, there was just times where we just... We just really could not get anything going, and there'd be one little spark from Wayne State. They'd, they'd throw a little something in there. Um, Sam Cherney um, definitely had an underratedly good game because um, you don't see, you see eight points in the or eight points in the points column, but then you look over in the rebounds and you say, "Oh my word!" She almost had twenty rebounds. She had eighteen rebounds in this game. She she was oh really gosh. she was really a difference maker because we did not get an, a lot of offensive rebounds. I mean, we had thirteen offensive rebounds, but a lot of those came on. Um, just bounce out shots, especially in the first game where it was just a miss and a long bounce, and we could get them out from the backcourt. But it was definitely not the prettiest of days shooting the basketball. I think that's been a common thread throughout the year. Uh, we missed a couple free throws. Um, just really not not the cleanest of games. Uh, we fought down the stretch, um, they, and they just they just made enough plays down the stretch that they really got on top of got on top of us by the end of it. And that's kind of what really carried over in the second game as well. Um, definitely a little bit uh, more of a chippier. I wouldn't I wouldn't say chippier game. Um, I I won't say there was um, 
it was really like a lot of pivotal moments throughout the game, but um, there were definitely some calls that definitely swayed both directions. It was not the officials' best night, I'll tell you that for sure. Uh, I won't say who or what or what happened, but we'll, name we'll, call right now. We'll just, name call. We'll just say that there was not some good officiating um, in this game compared to the first game. Um, there was definitely some. Lot, there was there was a lot of things that were left pretty much. I wouldn't say unresolved. Yeah, but it was just one of those situations. Like, okay, we are. I would see something from up in upstairs, and I I'm not a guy that's gonna be like harping on officials. Like, oh my gosh, this this screwed the game. This call screwed the game. But there were definitely some calls that definitely swayed us yeah. away in that direction. And um, a call, I think there was like two or three of them in a row, and that led up led to Coach Westendorf getting a technical. So I and that wasn't the reason we lost the game. I mean, there the the way that those calls kind of described how the game was going every which direction it was pretty much like just categories everywhere just it was all over the place it seemed like at times but both games were not pretty and we that Wayne State just found out ways to grind out W's and that's really all you could ask for in a game like that you ever wonder why like how like in the stands you can definitely tell when there's a foul and we're pretty far away but like refs can't like that's one thing that I just like struggle to get my mind around is how refs like that's their job especially college refs like that's like your actual living yeah i I, and how like they miss those like pretty blatant calls yeah i know they're looking sometimes they're looking i will say sometimes they're looking too specific like you're they're looking exactly for contact or whatever they're like looking at a hand on a shot and they miss the body and vice versa and there's definitely those times where they're looking too closely. And I think that's something that a lot of officials sometimes get caught with doing. And they, they really have to be speci- they really have to be looking at specific things, especially when you're you're looking down low. You got to be watching for hooks. You got to be watching for in the lane for three. There's a lot of things you got to be watching. So there's definitely going to be some things you miss. But there was I mean there was a time in the game where there was a uh, there was a deflection off of a rebound. And um, I know I've really like the one thing that you definitely would look for as an official is ball rotation because if the ball ro- or the ball rotation changes, that means somebody yeah, touched, touched it. it. But there was a, a moment where the shot was spinning and obviously when the ball's going to um, hit the hit the floor, it's still going to be spinning the same it's direction. Not. And then when it's sideways going out of bounds, but it wasn't touched. That's a red flag, right? So there was one. There was a call like that where it was it was definitely tipped out of bounds by Wayne State. They gave it to Wayne State anyway. I'm not saying that changes the game, but there were things like that that happened on the majority of the night. And there, both both coaches were frustrated. Both coaches got technicals in this game from both sides. So that just shows you how how funny, awkward of a game this was, to say the least. And it was definitely fun for me in the booth trying to have to find music to stall the time while coaches are yelling at the officials. But you slowly have to turn it up a little bit like, each time just so that like you can't hear. Yep, yeah, it's like oh, coach, oh, okay, oh, he's starting up. All right, let's. Start it up. Here we go. <laughs> That's pretty funny. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, not great games. Um, definitely some things we can work on. But um, coach, coach Kurt's confident. He he said after the, we're gonna we're gonna look at the tape. We're gonna. Get, they said they were going to get to work that night after the game because they I believe play Tuesday, right? They yep, did not Wisconsin Parkside. Yep, they have opening a, room. They have a play-in game, so they're gonna have to get right to work and they're gonna have to have to take it to them on the on Tuesday. I believe we're traveling down there. Correct. 
We're, um, at, we're at Parkside? Yes. yes. At Wisconsin Parkside. Yep, so we got we got a little bit of travel to Last go. Last time we split with them, too, so it's definitely going to be a solid game. And yes. it was a high-scoring game as well, so yes, very I was much at, looking forward I was at to it. A, I both of those games, and we definitely played much better. I If you were to tell me what game out of these... On um, those two, we played much better. We definitely played better against Parkside, so that's that's a positive. We those two, t- that Parkside's a much more offensive-minded team, so we're gonna probably see a shootout, um, like we did the first two times, and they've really been. I believe if you look at the Gleak standings, they're one of the highest-scoring teams, I believe, in the Gleak. Correct? Yeah. I hate you, yeah. But defensively, they're not the best. So yeah, so there's m- definitely opportunity can... there. Wayne State, Wayne State's a gritty defensive team, and they really showed it against us. And yeah. they're, 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 that's what happens when um, you take an offensive team out of their element. You start. To getting these gritty games but on um, scores around the gliac what do we got uh saginaw valley they topped davenport 56 to 49 of uh, northern michigan top purdue northwest 65 55 uh parkside fell to michigan tech 72 to 70 close game and pretty high scoring Ooh. um northwood also lost to grand valley state 77 to 52 and then ashland just did Ashland things and beat Lake Superior State 79-65. So definitely going to be looking forward to this week's uh, GLIAC tournament matchups. Uh, definitely going to be talking about that Wednesday as well. because if, we're just gonna, If we win, who do we play? If we win? I believe, is it? Let me look it up. Is it? we? So we're we're currently listed at oh, 10 or no, 9. I can't remember what seed we are right now, but... I, I looked at the I looked at the bracket this morning, so I'm like punching myself. But um, I I wonder what exactly they could do um, preparing for. I don't want to say preparing for, but definitely looking at what seating we're in can definitely be something that can be really interesting yeah. to look because I I know there's a lot of teams down near the bottom that are starting to get like flip flopped. Yeah, because like we're six and twelve. And obviously, it's not a great record to be, but there's quite a few teams that are down in that area. I know. Um, I think. Per- yeah, the middle of the pack was like pretty dense this year. Yeah, I think that was something that is definitely worth noting. And the reason I say that is because, like, normally, um, I think a lot of like a lot of the years that we've had um, good GLIAC basketball, we've had teams like Ashland Tech, Grand Valley, um, and then you could probably insert another team ever so often. And there's like. The, it's pretty much kind of like a, a 10 and 4, 10 and 4, 9 and 3, 9 and 3 kind of situation, and then it just drops. Where this year, it's a lot more condensed in the middle of the pack. And I yeah. think with this this whole pandemic thing, a lot of teams just, there's no there's no way for true dominance, it seems like. I mean, Grand Valley and Michigan Tech have obviously been an exception, but those. Yeah, I mean, Michigan Tech's 17 and 1. Yeah, but. and that that's pretty odd. I don't want to play them. I don't want to play Ashland again. Um, I don't care if they're having a bad year. They're still better than a lot of these teams in the GLIAC by a fair margin. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind playing. I mean, Parkside, I think, is a good matchup because um, we can get some offense going. I think that's something that really helps us. I, I mean, when we have high-scoring games, we do a much better job of getting getting Ws in those games, it seems like. But, I mean, we haven't always got the, we always got the W. But in higher-scoring games, we've had a better chance of winning. Yeah. And I think that's definitely it helps with our offense getting hot. And you have, you have the seeding. Yeah, when we... When we win against per or not Purdue uh, Parkside, you better oh you better knock on the door. You said when? Okay, well, there you go. Good work. Okay, but anyways, it, we'll play Michigan Tech. Oh, wait, we drew last seed. We're number nine, yeah. But well, it's it's the. 
Hold up a second. Wait. It says number eight seed, but it doesn't say like who's actually number eight. So I just am guessing it's whoever's. If like we win, but like they don't have like the actual like brackets at all. They don't it, have it just brackets. Shows, no, it just says the schedule and like a list. It doesn't say that. It says Michigan Tech versus eight seed, and then Saginaw Valley versus five seed, Grand Valley versus seven seed, North versus six seed. So I don't know if what we're playing for. How do you not have a because it's number nine. Fair State at number eight, Parkside. So does that mean if we win, then we'll be number eight seed? Or if we win, we'll be something else? So I'm guessing it's mm. eight seed. Wait, does that mean that... Or maybe we'll be is maybe this, we'll be playing Northwood. Because we're, we're the second highest ranked. Or I have no clue. So we're nine and... Okay, so, Tuesday, or so five to twelves play on Tuesday which would be March 2nd, which is tomorrow, unless you're listening at a different time, which if you are, we appreciate you anyway. Yes. Um, so they so it'll be Lake State against Wayne State. I think Wayne yep. State I think Wayne State will roll in that game. Uh, Ashland against Northwest, same with Ashland. Um, Davenport and Northern both play spoiler a lot, so that one will be probably interesting, and then we'll play Parkside. So we're the ninth seed. I think, so I'm pretty so sure that, that means... Mean, I think that means if... Um, oh, we'll probably, play, we'll probably play Saginaw Valley then. I think that's you, my guess. Is okay, we yeah. might play Saginaw Valley. I think because we're the highest ranked matchup, like evenly matchup. I think so. I, yeah, I think hypothetically, out of all, well, that's the thing. Out of all the teams that win, there. I think what's going to happen is they're going to reseed them. So the the lowest seed will play Tech. The highest seed will play Saginaw, and then the other two in between. Oh, okay. So I think that's we'll probably I think play that's Saginaw. Why I don't understand why. Because yeah, because if it goes the way that they think it goes, where it'll just go all the um, where it just goes like five, six, seven, eight, like that rank or whatever, then I think that's what it is. Yeah, I I don't know why they that, that's weird. They don't do the bracket so, thing anymore. Yeah, I don't understand why they just don't do that. But I guess because weird. they might want to reseed them at the end. But I don't understand. That's annoying. That's weird. That's like I want to know who I'm going to be playing. I would like I I'd like to know what we're playing. Like if you're in a situation where you're we're beating Parkside um and at the end of the game and you want to throw in some stuff for whatever team you're going to face next just to see what it looks like, then you can't. But yeah. obviously you don't want to give it too much away. But I mean that yeah, that, but it's, it kind it's of nice throws to off, know who you're going to play. The game plan a little bit because you're not being able to like prepare pretty well. You yeah, won't be able it to takes realize. away extra opportunity. But but um, I guess that, I mean it plays into the effect of the higher seed team that's like Thursday has a better chance. So I don't know if that's like the reason being or what. Yeah, very interesting. But um, anyway, moving on, um, we'll go over to track now because I chose that one next. Um, <laughs> I mean, okay, we have, there's a little bit of relevance there because it is conference championships for indoor. So yes. there um, definitely some great performances. Um, women's team, I believe, placed six out of the nine or ten teams, I believe, eligible in the in the team scoring. Um, I mean, there's, there's some teams this year that um, – like Wayne State that don't normally compete in tr- indoor track and field, but then this year with the pandemic and cl- cross country getting canceled, they got their chance to run in the oval. So definitely cool a very beans. interesting situation. But a lot more teams there than usual. Um, but w- women's team got sixth, uh, men's got seventh. So very solid, very solid performances. Um, Donis Harris, I believe, was the notable, probably the notable out of the, um, everybody. Um, he ended up placing, I believe, it was eighth in the five k. With a third fastest time in school in fa- in history, Ferris history, Dang. in Ferris history, and How indoor, fast? it was I believe. Um, I'm looking at day two right now. Um, I believe it was fourteen 
1443 was the exact mark. And he actually got sixth in the 5K. I believe he was eighth in the or eighth or ninth in the 3K. But definitely shout out to Donis for uh, an absolutely fantastic mark. Um, Brett Robertson got eighth in the 60 meter hurdles in the final. Um, this DMR got seventh with a 10.54. Um, not too shabby there. Uh, I believe there was nine or there was nine in that race. I believe or ten. I think there was How 10. big is the indoor track? 300 meters. So that's or 200 100, meters, that's 100, depending. 100 meters or 200 meters shorter than an outdoor track. Right? Yeah, so you run more laps. How, how many laps is a 5K, then? 16 and two-thirds. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, don't run the 10K indoors. That's double. You don't run that? The 10K? Yeah. Absolutely not. Okay, I was making <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's like 30. That'd be like... Do the distance runner like pick a, like a... Have to, like, draw sticks to see who has to run it? Or do they actually, like... Oh, no, there's guys that want to compete in the 10K, and I go and let them because I would I I would not enjoy them. that. There's guys that will enjoy that, and that's great. But um, oh Hannah Locks got eight in the 8th in the 5K. The women's DMR they got 4th in the DMR, um, which was really good to see, um, especially after last year's team qualifying for nationals. Um, Claudia Wilkinson was 2nd place overall in the high jump as a freshman. Fantastic first outing for her at GLIAC Championships. Um, Carissa Scher was 7th in the 800 meters. Um, Hannah Lauchs also got 7th in the 3K. Um, look, quite a few other um, great performances that ended up leading to scores, and we ended up placing 7th um, and 8th. I No, I, I said that wrong. 7th and 8th, or 7th and 7th. Cool beans. One of the two. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's been it's been a morning, but you know what? We're just gonna keep going. But um, definitely fantastic finishes to see our track teams do really well. Um, I know, especially me watching some of my teammates get some of their best performances at this meet was really fun to see. But uh, moving on to volleyball, um, just break the brooms out. That's really all I gotta say about this one. Six out six out sweep over the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. It Easy. was. It was pretty. The set. I mean, the the looking at. The game got a little bit harder over on, but we definitely dominated. Um, Katie O'Connell was doing Katie O'Connell type things, um, and they they really had a, a fantastic game, and they really played very well. Um, definitely going up to the Sioux and dominating in a game like that, something really that you you just you just love to see. I mean, you just really love to see. Um, Samantha Herman, Kiana Salesman, Morgan Ross all had nine kills with Katie O'Connell. Um, they had a 213 hit percentage, I believe, which was over, um, I believe it was around the same number as a little bit less than they had in the first set on Friday's opener, which was the one we had 25 to eight and just absolutely start came out swinging. So that just shows you how how good they were all throughout these three sets in this sweep. So definitely good to see there. Um, second game, a lot of the similar, a lot of similar stuff. Um, def- I mean, obviously it was a different game, but definitely a, a great game to watch. It just looked like it was kind of flipped the script. Uh, the Lake State came out a little bit more aggressive the first game. Um, they definitely played um, more. I don't, I don't want to say more up to up to us, but I mean the thing I think with uh, our teams is. We do a pretty good job of limiting errors, and if we and we find open spots for kills, we definitely take over games with our momentum. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that they definitely did. And um, I mean, we only had we had five errors in the first set, which definitely kind of killed us because Lake State got a chance to kind of claw their way back and made it 25-21. But after that, we took care of business and really, really controlled the volleyball very well. And definitely had a great outing. I mean, six six to zero on a two game sweep. 
Hey, um, you're not complaining after that. I mean, it's that, not too shabby. Joe? Not really. I no. mean, it's not too shabby. But we got Ashland uh, upcoming for this weekend. Definitely going to be a good one. Um, what do you know the standings for volleyball for the Gulliac? Uh, I mean, Michigan Tech. Well, I mean, I know the rankings. I mean, Michigan Tech's the highest rated, and then we're second, I believe, out of all the teams. Definitely mm. in the north, we're second for sure. I mean, Tech looks pretty good, but I mean, I'm not counting us out yet because I think we can beat them. Yeah, we're if we can if we can control the, the limit errors is, and find open spots, we're we're in good shape because yeah. we can take Ashland's, care of the rest of it. Ashland is four zero, so we're playing the top ranked in the GLIAC, but also like we just had one kind of like kind of bad win. It was like a kind of not very characteristic the first week. Oh yeah. The so first like, I don't really, week, I'm not really worried about I, it. I, I'm just, I'm a really firm believer that the first week you throw out because that's just all getting back into the swing of things. Obviously, if you win, you win. But yeah, I mean, regard, you can't come out. I mean, I shouldn't say you can't come out like guns a blazing playing f- efficiently well because we really did that in the first set. But I think just like, no, you can throw out the Northern games. I Northern is a very good team and they showed that. But I think there's a lot of things that will change now going into the end of the tournament you won't see mm-hmm. you won't see some of the, the the miscommunication you won't see some of the errors you won't see a lot of that stuff you're going to yeah. see a lot more fine-tuned great games so yeah there's I, a lot of teams that are three and one there's like five mm-hmm. or six six teams six teams very evenly matched in the GLIAC yeah Dang. it's definitely a good conference I'll say that for sure um going over now to softball um Almost got the full tournament, and I should say Sunday the rain changed changed the mind of the Blue Ridge Classic. Got two wins on the opener against Lake Erie and Cedarville. Um, Saturday a little bit different. Uh, ended up losing to Quincy and Trevecca Nazarene, um, and then the final day just got canceled because Mother Nature said, "You know what? You guys can go home early." Uh, I guess I don't I don't really know how else to say it, um, but. I think that this team definitely has a lot of potential. I mm-hmm. think you can, you've seen that already. I mean, we've went down to a lot of places and beat a lot of good teams. And I think that, I mean, 6-3 and three to overall start the season, hey, hey, that's not too shabby yeah, whatsoever. Not too, not too shabby. But um, I think we can definitely see some some great things from our pitching. Has done very well. I mean, 64 or, or I'm sorry, um, that would be the other way around. Um, I think we've definitely had a lot of games where, um, we've definitely played very well offensively. We've been hitting the ball very well. Uh, I mean, you see that with a lot of the games where we've won 8-3, to 7-2, to um, where we've definitely hit the ball well. I mean, it's hard, I, it's hard to really analyze how well the games have gone because you've got 16 score sheets to dive through and you haven't watched them in person. But, I mean, there's there's been times where I think a lot of the times where in I know you can relate to this, Joe, playing baseball, but there's times where a really good team will just have a have a soft stretch, and yeah, I think you can. That's see, what we that's s- what you've kind of realized so far with this season. Like the losses, like if we don't have it, we don't. We definitely. I don't think we like. I don't want to say like we definitely don't. We won't have it. Let me rephrase it. If we're not hot, then we're definitely not going to basically do well in the game. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I know I know where you're going there. I think because like each win we have, like we win by a good amount, but then when we lose, it's like it just feels like we can't even get any offensive like fire going at all. Because I mean, we lost to like Lake Erie eight to three, Cedarville seven to two, but then against Quincy, we lose twelve to four. Like the bats just weren't going. Yeah, I think well, one the one thing that I would say definitely is, I mean, 
if you if we put I think it's such like baseball and softball are such a, a momentum driven sport. Like you have so many times where I mean you go back to the simple phrase hits are contagious. Like it sounds it's like oh it's it's not as easy. It really is. Like you have teams where you go up and play and you just flat out can hit the ball all day long and it's just everybody's just dialed in the zone. It's such a contagious sport. And I mean there's a lot of times where that can also be on the reverse side where a lot of you could make an error and then the next play your teammate makes an error and like some of those things just roll on too long and mm-hmm. I think there's there's definitely some times with that that can be true and I know personally like you can go to a tournament and you can go play really well day 1 and then you might like go you might go out to dinner with the team or stay up too late the second night get up and it's it's a it's really weird because like that contagious that contagious feeling doesn't fall over is basically what i'm trying to say so when you see a lot of these like that's the first thing you can be hot one day and then completely cold the next yes and that's that's what i'm seeing on paper what happened in the this second tournament is we just didn't have the same firepower from Saturday that we did Friday. Now, obviously, I don't, I haven't watched the games. I haven't um, seen how the other teams have been playing. I know some of the teams are are definitely pretty good ball clubs. I know Quincy's a pretty good team, um, but there's definitely games where you can see a lot of you can see a lot of those momentum changes and how they they really can impact a team in the in especially in a tournament aspect because there could be a really good team and they just drop one game and that's it like that just happens so um i'm def i'm not worried yet i'm, I'm not worried at all i think our team's very good our pitching's very good i mean we saw that with mckenzie cleveland she had, had a phenomenal day so uh, we'll definitely see how this team goes. I mean, now we're going to enter GLIAC play coming at the end of March. We're going to take on Northwood. Um, I'll be interested to see if we add some more tournaments before then because we're kind of on a little bit of a stagnant spell here. So, yeah. And I th- you really want to keep kind of – we are hot right now, honestly, because like when you look at it, we had a three-game win streak. We just kind of had those two l- bad games. But if we take close to a month off, like – yeah, that, I anti- that's not going to be the I best thing. I anticipate that we'll probably add yeah, some. We'll, we'll, probably add a couple we'll definitely add some scrimmages or whatever to keep going. But um, moving on over to tennis, real quick to to rally out, I should say the Fair Sports Report um, wins against Hillsdale. Um, obviously, me and Joe are not um, connoisseurs of tennis, but um, definitely what I've heard is these were big wins. I I've heard that Hillsdale is a very good team. Um, this was a huge regional win, um, and I mean, just the fact that we both clawed out four three wins definitely shows you that Hillsdale is a tough team t- to take on. And it was definitely good to see you win. I mean, we say a lot. We say a lot that like uh, tennis is always a pretty good program, and they've really done a good job of taking on and really diving into these regional games and just flat out dominate because there's times where like non-conference games are kind of you can kind of come out slow you can it, it can be really a different aspect to like a conference game but i mean we've really taken on a lot of these big regional games and we've really dominated some of them mm-hmm. i know the women's have done a great job sweeping wall sweeping hope and then beating a great team at like hillsdale at their place absolutely huge and i think that's going to be crucial at the end of the season if we can keep this rolling yeah, and I mean men's too. They're they're really keeping they're really going really strong. Uh, definitely looking forward to Gleak play because that's kind of when really the season starts. I mean, I wouldn't say season starts to matter, but that's kind of when really it gets to the nitty gritty when conference game starts. Any 
any game, any set is like really kind of the turning point can really matter and have a big output on on the season really. So very excited to see Gliak play. But uh, that's going to conclude the Ferris Sports Report. Um, we are now going to hop into a little bit different of a segment. Me and Brandon were talking about this last Wednesday. Usually before the show and after the show, we just kind of joke around, uh, kind of shoot the breeze a little bit. And we always have some pretty good laughs. Um, so... We're just going to let the uh, the audio roll a little bit, kind of catch what we can have, and hopefully we can give you guys some good laughs. I guess. I know, I This is kind of, uh, as you hear my, my chair creaking as I put my feet up, that's how, that's how professional we're getting here in this <laughs> segment. But I don't know. I, this, one, this is kind of an interesting segment. I know that um, obviously I think um, looking right now at our, our, our lapse duration, I, I thought we were going to have a little bit more time. But, I mean, just the fact that we're just going to chillax and talk about whatever is just kind of a, a funny idea, I guess. Um, where are we starting with this? I don't know. I saw you running the other day. Yeah, you did? Yeah, you looked at you looked right at me. I was in my car. Oh yeah, Remember yeah, that? yeah, that time. Yeah, I, I mean, you guys been... are running fast. I passed you guys on the road, and like I probably went like a quarter, half mile, because it was going on the road by campus, mm-hmm. you know. And then like not even a minute later, you like you just say like you knock out my window or something. Yeah, I was pointing at you through the window because I was like, hey, that looks. I I saw like a jeep go by. I was because well, I saw it was the Cherokee. Your, and I, was I like, saw your hat, looks and like I was him. like, that looks like Brandon's hat. And then I passed, and I was like, I was going to say hi, but then I was like, he's running. Yeah, I saw, and I pointed towards the window when you looked up, and then I was like, yep, it's Joe. Hey, hey what's <laughs> happening? So we've ran into each other multiple times outside the yeah. studio, which is good. Um, what's running with masks on like? Running with masks on is not fun as it sounds. I can guarantee you that. Um, I don't really have anything to – it's just hard. It's just hard to breathe. It's it's just as simple as that. Does it get real sweaty and nasty and stuff? Yeah. I mean, I can tell you that I have probably personally uh, acquired 12 masks, it seems like, over the past year that I've I've kept in, like, a bin, and I've had to wash them over and over again, and a lot of different ones. And, um, dude, they're just... They just get, like... The thing that I can equate with is, like, when you have a mask on running... Um, over your over your nose and over your mouth, it's like you have you still. I mean, it's not like you're just like going to hyperventilate or, or anything yeah. like that. But it doesn't make it like tough, but it's definitely uncomfortable. Well, it it makes it tough because like your your oh, yeah. your body is um is trying to like when you're trying to breathe, you're breathing recycled air. Because I mean, really, you think about it—the air you're breathing out is pretty much kind of trapped in that little bubble yeah, that your mask is in. Only a little bit in. comes out. Yeah, and not very much evaporates. So when you you're you're breathing in a lot of recycled air, and it's not only that—if you haven't washed your mask or you haven't disgusting, you're basically just almost at the end of the the like end of the race or whatever. With when if you're when you're doing a workout with mask on, you're basically just drinking your own sweat. I know that Ugh. sounds pretty disgusting. That's just, that's. It's Ugh. it's bad. You gotta like wring out your mask ever so often. Like it it can get pretty bad. But I could have done without that I, one. I will say like I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get competing again. But I mean, the fact that um, there's a an opportunity to run without masks now. Um, I um parent. I think the the Gliac came out with a new testing system. So now that they're doing um antigen testing. So instead of having oh, so you have antibodies or whatever. Yeah. So then you do actually don't. You can only have to test one day. And so if you have the, 
Heavyweight. They're doing. They're going to do that. Or they are doing that. They, I believe they already started doing that. Um, I can look it up real quick. But um, well, even when we were going, we went skating yesterday, and like we had to wear masks or whatever, and like my mask was getting disgusting. Oh yeah, I I had worn a mask that I already used. So, um, it was definitely a very. I mean, skating yesterday, it's it's definitely very intense, but it's not like um. It's not as intense, I think, as running, because I think there's a lot of um. Like you can kind of sit, because with skating you can like glide past, like you can go fast. Yeah, you do you. But not, usually you can just glide it out. But like I'm saying, like when like those short bursts of like when we would skate around like pretty fast or whatever, or like we we're like you had the old like assistance thing or whatever. It's the uh, the cart. Oh, when and I we, when I would, just wanted to go 20 miles per yeah. hour, yeah. No, after that, the, after that one, I'd like be skating by like that was like pretty. I got real sweaty. Yeah, like, my face would get all sweaty. I had to pull like my oh, hat, like, my kind hat of by myself and pull it down a little bit. My hat was absolutely I soaked. I, I wore like my Carhartt, like the one I'm wearing right now, the Carhartt beanie. Or yeah, you yours was my sweaty hair was, too. And I got long hair, so that's even the worst part. Is my, hair's, again? my hair's not long; it's thick. So well, mine is too, but mine's just long too. Yeah, you kind of got like that mullet thing kind of going in the I don't back have a there. Mullet, I, see you, I see you scratching it, and pulling it down back there. You want to show off the party in the back business? I don't have. A, I don't have a mullet. I'm just kidding. I don't have the shave. <laughs> Everybody draws a mullet. I don't have the sides shaved off. They're the same. They're like they're like pretty lengthy. No, it's funny that you brought up mullet. Um, I can tell you one thing. Um, that happened over the weekend within the team. Um, one of our um, one of our upperclassmen, um, Andrew, he actually um, got a he cut he cut his hair off. I don't know if there was a bet made or anything. Um, after the first night of Gleax, um, I believe he's in the mile of the DMR or whatever. Um, yeah, he's in the mile of the what DMR. What does the DMR stand for? Distance medley relay. What is that? What is that? Twelve hundred, four hundred, eight hundred, six hundred, or sixteen hundred. Oh, so you each have one yes. per. Oh, okay. So one person cool runs. One person runs twelve hundred. One person runs four hundred, then twelve hundred, sixteen hundred, and so forth. Oh, sick. Anyway, after the DMR and they went home, I don't know if there was a bet made or what, but Andrew had cut the sides of his hair off and basically made a semi, semi noticeable no or noticeable mullet. They say it was a mullet. I looked at a picture. You can't really tell because Andrew's hair's not as long as for say yours, <laughs> so it was definitely something where you know you're just chilling on a Saturday night, you're just hanging out with some buddies, and then you check your phone, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh hey, Andrew has a mullet now. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> when did I this ever, happen? You ever wonder like what the ra- recent like not craze, but like how mullets are starting to be more of a thing? I because mull- I don't like the look of mullets. I'm just gonna say it. Mullets just get. Really, like, I think with mullets, like, I think it just takes a certain person to embrace the character of having a mullet. And, I mean, obviously a running example um, is Craig Ingalls. I'm not sure if you know who that is, but um, he is the most charismatic competitor I've ever seen. Like, if you just listen to an interview, you can just hear, like... He, he, he like he just absolutely screams his charisma like it's just hilarious he's just he there's people that i feel like can fit the mold of a character of a person that wears a mullet and pulls it off really well i think he, i think with him wearing a mullet i think it is very i think it fits him perfectly 
I think it, it just takes that certain person to embrace the... Because I think there's such an aura of being like... You should embrace I'm a Brandon. Guy with a mo- no, I'm absolutely... You got the curly hair. That's no. perfect. Grow no. out the back a little bit. No, no, no. That's yes. a terrible idea. Yes. That is a terrible idea. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> that's a terrible idea. I'm literally picturing it now, like my face on the wall with the mullet, and I just can't do it, so... It wouldn't, I wouldn't be able I to try, pull it off. Sometimes I I don't have the outgoing charisma to wear a mullet yeah. and pull it off. You like, gotta have a, a big. Like per, you, I think you gotta have a big personality to have a mullet. Exactly. Yes. You gotta have like the charisma. Kind of, you gotta have the character. You gotta have the outgoing just aura around you. Because if like you're not mullet. wearing a hat, like if you're not wearing a hat, then pe- like if you're wearing a hat, people will realize like oh like they don't won't see that you have a mullet. But like if you're not wearing one, people be like, dang, that guy's got a mullet. Yeah, and like anytime I see somebody with a mullet, it's usually like somebody who fits like a kind of personality. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No disrespect. I just like it's like a no, It's I like think, a certain personality. No, like, like people can wear mullets. Like obviously, like some people like um will just grow out a mullet just for fun. I mean, you if you like if you're a person that's like a farmer and you're you're not in public as much and you don't really feel like getting a haircut and you can pull it out. And yeah, like, there's people like that, of course, that can do it. But I think if you're a public figure trying to pull off a mullet, you gotta have that character. And I think I think Craig Ingalls is the guy that has that because I think he just he just brings the idea of the mullet to a, a whole nother level that people like. He's a guy that makes you think, man, I would I, that'd be fun to be a guy like that with a mullet. But if you if you if like Craig Ingalls just had short hair. You're just like, oh, well, there's really no point for it. Like, you, if you have the mullet, to me, like, I, I have to be this person to be able to fully embrace and pull off a mullet, and I know I wouldn't do that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. But, I mean, I mean, it can, like, there, there's definitely some people that can pull it off. I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not saying you, you have you to gotta have, angles to you pull gotta it off. You gotta have the certain type of hairstyle, and you gotta have, honestly, a kind of head shape. Because if you don't have that, don't have those two factors, then you can't really do yeah. anything. I'll go for I'll go for the Mahomes, the the short kind of the short on the top or short kind of curly on the top, short on the sides. Yeah, kind of a I wouldn't say it's like a fade, but kind of kind of similar to it's a, kind fade. Of a fade. Yeah. Well, with your brown hair, look kind of good, but yeah, I'll infer a Mahomes. I mean, Is that'd it, be a, that'd be a pretty good comparison. Yeah. I mean, maybe I could throw a football eighty yards with that haircut. Then yeah, this kind of off topic, but what's your favorite brand of like oven pizza? Oven pizza? <laughs> I'll tell you a fun fact. I've actually never had oven pizza. You've never had like nope, like I've, frozen. I've pizza never that went out. To, I've never yourself? went out to Meyer, and I've never bought a DiGiorno pizza and put it in the oven oh, and so ate you, it. So you'd be a DiGiorno guy, though. No, that was just. It's the, not that was just the generic it's DiGiorno. Use. I would say that if I had to choose out of any of the microwave or microwave or oven ovenable ovenable that's a word right we just made it a word oven ovenable, yeah, oven pizzas. ovenable pizza that DiGiorno would probably be one I would grab first because I know DiGiorno the most. The crappy part is like so for me I get Tombstone but Tombstone's like the cheap kind mm-hmm. and like the crust is like really crunchy and like they su- they don't really hold their heat very well so like. I'll make a whole pizza, and I'll we get to, like, the fourth piece, and it'll be, like, lukewarm or whatever. But also, like, you can get, like, three or four for ten bucks. So, like, it's, like, the cheapest kind, but also, like, I'm balling on a budget. I'm so, balling on a budget? <laughs> so, no, like... I could see that. But you've really never had oven or frozen pizzas. No. What does your mom make for you, then? What? what like, for like, a, for, like, a... Like, my mom makes regular dinners, but, like, sometimes she'll be, like... For lunch, she'll toss in a 
my or, uh, frozen pizza. Um, like what are like the snacks that you have oh, or like the or okay. like the quick lunches that you have like quick sandwiches lunches? then? Okay, we, I would say definitely microwavable chicken tenders, chicken nuggets. That's the go-to over pizza. That's definitely we have a ton of those. Whether it's like uh, microwavable I would get tenders, microwavable strips, microwavable nuggets, grill nuggets, whatever. That's definitely the the Microwave, chicken is the go-to in my microwavable. House. Microwavable stuff just doesn't do because it, it does. I feel like it doesn't get uh not or like crispy. Dude, wait, for you had pizza rolls, right? Chicken? You had pizza rolls, right? No, you never had pizza roll. No, Brent, I've <laughs> never had a pizza roll. <laughs> Food allergies kill, bro. Oh, I forgot that you have gluten. Yeah, you have a gluten if allergy. I, if I, I found forgot. a way to find pizza rolls, I would probably try one. I forgot but that I've that you never have a gluten had allergy. A, yeah, that's also why I've not had microwavable pizza because it's kind of pointless. Yeah. Sorry I mean, for opening uh, up that trauma about your, your <laughs> allergies. Yeah, I'm just crying inside now. <laughs> I'm thinking about pizza rolls. Dang. I'm sad. I I'm forgot. just kidding. I, my bad. I forgot about that, but pizza rolls, if you, because microwaving stuff, I've realized that it gets like, not watery, but it gets like damp or whatever. Because usually yeah. when it's in the fr- freezer or whatever, there's like the ice that gets around it or like kind of like the, uh, like the frost that gets on it. And the frost doesn't like dissipate when you pour it in the microwave. No, it stays on. It, it stays just, on there. So like it's like chewy rather than like Yeah, when you have frozen food and you have the 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 frost made up um from the freezer, like just because you put heat on it doesn't mean it's going to evaporate. It's just gonna turn from a solid into a liquid. Yeah. That's look at me pulling out my sixth grade science knowledge wow. right there. No, I think that's true. I think you could, if you were to put chicken tenders in an oven compared to a microwave, you're going to see more crunch out of the, the chicken tenders. I don't know. I You might see a little bit, little, maybe a little bit less like chewiness, I guess. But I mean, that, that could also be, that could be your thing. Like I've yeah. had, I've made chicken and waffle like casserole before. I put the, the chicken, like I use like microwavable chicken. Um, tenders and I actually put them in the microwave because we were on a time we were on a time sprint and I ended up make it make it as fast as possible anyway I put it in the microwave but I think if I would have put it in the oven chicken would have tasted a little bit more crunchy which I think would have more embraced the the chicken and the waffles combo like the crunchiness combo so the the chicken was a little bit less um, it was a little bit more yeah not not as crispy Dude, speaking the of chicken of and crispy. waffles speaking of chicken and waffles that's my favorite breakfast combination really. Some people Love think it's overrated. It's not. You have to get the right chicken, though. Because, like, there's, like, sometimes where people get, like, the wrong chicken where it's not, like, crispy at all. Like, mm-hmm. IHOP has good ones. KFC has pretty good. I know Chili's But it's better good. if, like, you get the, um, you get chicken waffles, but it's, like, a chicken breast, but there's not, like, any bones in it, you know? It's not, like, a chicken patty either. I don't know how to explain it. Well, but, it's like, not, it's not a breaded chicken breast. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. But, like. You just make it kind of like a sandwich, and then you just douse it in syrup and eat it. Douse it in syrup. Oh, my gosh. Wait. That's how you eat chicken waffles. You make like a sandwich. Right. Because usually you get four waffles. No, no, no. You get do four you, waffles. You, okay. You get four waffles, and you get two pieces of chicken. Do you douse the... Okay, you I said pu- douse I, the chicken, right? I thought you said no, douse I, the waffles. I put and I was the like, syrup on the side. you put your hands in. I put the syrup on the side, and then I like dip the thing. Do you... Question... When you have just regular waffles, do you put the syrup on the waffle um, or the pancakes or on the side? On. 
So you eat with a fork? Yes. You don't get in there with your hands and start eating it up? Heck no. Why would That's you want to do, do that? That would I put, get all I, messy. I rip you got to wash I rip, your hands. got to get a towel. There's like a breakfast place off. by my house. I usually rip them in, fo- in, in quarters. I usually get, th- sometimes I get three pancakes. I'll rip stuff in quarters or whatever, or like halves. Like if I get egg waffles or whatever, I'll rip it in half. And then you just get a big old pool of syrup. Just like a like a broom. You just sweep it up and you eat it. So you can get a good amount. I, I use a fork and I'll just like I'll just chop it up and then oh whatever falls off you so you eat obviously it with a fork. off the plate. I use a not yes. a big fan of the sticky fingers. I see. No 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 sticky not fingers. Not gonna lie, it's not fun, but like I hate sticky fingers. I hate it so much. What is the experience of eating with your hands? You what's, know what I mean? what's the full experience of eating with your hands? <laughs> you just get in there like you can like. Oh man, I miss the experience of having syrup all over my hands and then my fingers sticking together. If you're good at what you do, you won't get syrup on your hands. Well, that's true, but you're still going to have you're, there's no, you can't just evade the syrup when you got syrup in play. You can't just evade it when you're eating something with syrup. Like it's going to happen. You're going to have to. That's what. This is a great segment. How do we get from <laughs> to waffles? Oh, great! I mean, I don't know. I mean, would you say you're an ego guy or a non ego guy? Were you able to have is egos gluten free or do they make? Well, they have versions of them. You ever have them? Then? You ever have them? Like egos? Yeah. No, but something similar. Oh. Because egos doesn't make it's like the Meyer brand because egos are too expensive. Yeah, the, I I don't know what mine is. I think it's like um, uh, shoot, I can see. Is it Vans? I think or Vons or something like that. I think is you can get them at Meyer, but any any of my gluten free homies out there, there's I think there's some that are pretty darn good. Um, just in a toaster, I just use it. I just use a toaster, toast them, pop them out, toast them. butter, syrup. Mm mm. Good stuff. I usually get the uh, the cinnamon uh, ones because they have oh uh, I'm the on, cinnamon I'm for, Oh, I gotta have the blueberry. Or the I gotta have chips. blueberry waffles too. You like blueberries? Yeah, blueberry waffles. Blueberries are, are purple. Great. Did you know that? They're like a purple kind of. Yeah, they're like a dark, like a what is it? A violet. Or so if there's blueberries called? and blackberries, why aren't the red berries? I guess you can make that raspberries <laughs> or strawberries <laughs> or strawberries. What if strawberries are red berries? Well, they are and you red can't eat berries. Strawberries with a straw, either. Well, they are red berries, right? But they're not called red berries. I'm gonna look that up. Why do they call them strawberries? Strawberries because you eat them with a straw. What? No, is that's not true. <laughs> Watch it. Maybe it is true. Of the I maybe I, maybe berry. I just blew the space time continuum Name. here. The anticipation is building. Why are strawberries? It's a corrupt. The name strawberry is a probably a corruption of strewnberry. What the is latter it? was an early designation for the plant, which made reference to the fact that a strawberry plant runs. A strawberry plant produced runners and spread its berries were strewn about the ground. So it was called the strewnberry because you know you ever know those? Yeah. Like the plants that like shoot out their seeds or whatever, so mm-hmm. they strew them across. They strew them across the ground. Mm-hmm. So it must be that, and just like. Lot, just, just, just in translation and stuff got called a strawberry. Huh. Interesting. I called them starberries for a while. Starberries? I, I, when I was little. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I'm not saying, like, that sounds interesting. That's weird, though. 
Well, now I thought that was the name of Strawberry. Yeah. You ever wonder that? Yeah. Like, why stuff is called the way it is? Yeah. Like, there's, like, clearly better names for stuff, but we call them something... Some completely different. Yeah. yeah. Now I now I'm blanking on stuff that I think about it like that, but there are things that like I wonder like why are we named that when we could have named it this? Yeah. That's like um the one thing that comes to mind when you say like um th- things that um are named very weird. Um I know this is like a Midwest thing, but you know like um like an, an Ottoman the the footrest? Yeah. Why do they name it an Ottoman? Or even like um in the in the Midwest you have like the the Davenport, What's which, a Davenport? which is like a um it's like a it's like a version of a, I think the closest thing I can describe it in layman terms is kind of like a weird bench type of thing. Let me look. Let if me also look this up. Think it up. But um it's like those like those things are just like wait what in the so I think Davenport sofa. It's like a it's like a sofa, but it's. It's not like a full-on sofa, if that makes sense. It's more like a a bench, like a comfortable bench, in the shape of a sofa, but it's not as. It's it's like um. But there's also like there. There's also there's another, not armrests. No, there's not armrests. It's like yeah. It's like a it's like a bench. Couch. It's like a couch in oh, the shape of a it. bench. So okay, so but there's then, not. Wait for it. Then there's also. I'm waiting. There's also a version, I believe, that's like a like a um, like a desk. Kind of a a Davenport is apparently like there's a it's kind of like a um, desk. Like there, it's a you can be used for a term of like a writing desk. Oh, so it's like a lectern. Yeah. Like that? Why? Why do we have Davenport for like two different names of uncom- unrelated furniture? And why in the world is it called a Davenport in the first place? You know? Yeah, it could be called something else. Yeah, but I, I don't know, really know what it, you call it though, because it's more. I it guess has it's, a, it has the nineteen. Well, it's named a Daven the Davenport couch or whatever is because of a company. But I don't <laughs> know why. Why is a Davenport desk called that? I don't know. Well, I mean the. The, I know the the sofa was because that was a company that made it. The desk, I don't know. I, I don't know the if it's desk, just the though, brand. Oh, the desks are the ones that lift up the front, right? Because they got a compartment on the bottom. Yes, I actually have one. Fun fact. But the, it's just interesting. Why do we have these names for these weird things? Yeah. And why are they the way they are? Why are you the way you are? Very interesting question. I don't know. There's a lot of weird weird naming things out there, I could say for sure. But I, I mean, what else? What else would you name you see, them? I don't know. You see that the quad is closed on campus. For those of you who don't know the quad, the quad is the food court. Yes, the quad is closed. Um, the quad. You ever is, wonder why that is? Because the rock is open. The, the rock's quad the other is one. closed, I believe, because they don't want as many people in there that can be spread around. If that makes sense. Like, but peop- there's not as many. There's the same amount of people in the UC as there usually is. Just the quads now. Well, right, but you don't have people going from study rooms to the quad, back out to the bathroom. So there's less traffic or whatever? Yeah, I think that's the main reason why. And I think the quad is way more confined. So there's going to be... It's harder to spread everybody out. I mean, I... But they even... Last semester was open, though, and they had, like, 25% capacity. Yeah, that that part was more confusing to me why we don't have 
the quad open. But I mean, there's probably the, a rhyme or reason. The quad's like it. in the middle of campus. You'd think that that would be open because the rocks on the complete opposite side. But the rocks closer to re- all the residence halls. I guess so, but like. Because I mean, I guess really, it's more of like a pick and choose type thing. Of yeah, I mean, really, you only have like convenient. what North Clark, Vandercook, um, Vandercook and Johnson on that side, but the rest of all the other ones, Brophy, McNerney, Miller, um, partial. I think it's partially. Dang, I had no clue. I don't know if they still use it. It's definitely one of those I knew that it used was to be, turned into or was one, and now it's turned into a. I think it might be. I don't know. It's really interesting. Ferris history. You want to know a funny thing? Just about Ferris, like, history and building and stuff? What? I'm pretty sure, because my mom and dad went to Ferris, my mom, I think, stayed in the same uh, dorm building as me. Really? Yeah, pretty sure. Interesting. It was either Brophy or McNerney, one of the two. I was in Brophy, but she was in one of yeah. the two. The athletes used to be in Ward. I think they're re- I think they're re- They're redoing Ward. Miller. And they're redoing Miller. Too. Oh yeah, Miller's getting like renov- like completely renovated, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're making that one the like athlete- North Point two point or North. I think point they're making that one, that one the that one the athletes hall. They might be there. That one's the farthest one away, though. That's what stinks. But it's closest to uh, the athletic complex. I get that. So I think that's the one reason why. Yeah, it's just like I think it's good. It'll just be kind of weird having everybody like, um. Well, for our practices, we we meet at. Top tagger, yeah. We we meet down there or at the the track or in the press box or whatever, depending on the weather. But that'll like that walk from Miller will be kind of annoying. So people might bike or drive or whatever to practice. But it's kind of easier when it was at like Ward, so you would only have to walk like a couple. Which one's Ward? Ward's the uh. Or not not Ward. I meant Brof or Brophy. Brophy's oh, yeah. a little bit of a walk. Ward's a little bit about the same walk, but it's Ward's like hidden by the business or kind of over by the business let me building tell you, back by Taggart Tiger let me tell Hall. you this when uh freshman year or whatever when I was still in Brophy I had to like walk like cause most of my classes were like in Star and uh and Swan so like the complete opposite sides of built opposite sides of campus for me so I had like a 30 minute walk to class every morning mm-hmm. and I was like okay spring why break why would you I- walk that far why would I walk cause I have classes there Last year. Didn't you say 30 minutes? It was like a 20, 30 minute drive or a 20, 30 minute walk. I'm not going to walk really fast. I'm just going to walk like leisurely. Dang, that's a long walk. I know. That's the, you know, cause, well, it wasn't <laughs> always like that. Cause I, had, I had classes in Johnson, which was only like a 10 minute, like probably like 10, 15 minute walk. But like the ones in Star <laughs> were like all the way across campus, third floor. And like, I don't know where the elevator is in that building. But like, mm. as, but what I'm saying was, my that spring break, I was like, all right, I'm gonna bring my bike to campus so that way I can uh, just ride my bike around, and it makes my I don't have to walk, and also it'll make everything just shorter. Because like, also I would go to the wreck, and I didn't want to walk to the wreck. I just wanted to bike there. Yeah, would, that's true. It would even be like I want to go play basketball, but it'll be like a 10 minute walk there or mm-hmm. whatever. But either way, getting a little bit off topic. But either way, that's when we uh, COVID happened or whatever. So, like, I had my bike ready, and I was like, I'm excited. Like, I'm going to be able to ride my bike around campus and stuff. And then COVID happened, and then we weren't able to go back to school. And that kind of sucked. Yeah. That that would kind of stink. It's just kind of hard to find whether what 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 hall is, like, the best to be at. Because I think everybody has each different one, experiences. Yeah. And each one has, like, different um, benefits. Because, mm-hmm. like... 
it's like I wouldn't I would not like I wouldn't every mind single living south at north, hall but it'd every, be kind of weird every single south hall is like right next to the rock so like you have a lot of food and that's it's right nice. next to the athletic stuff so like you can just walk right there like that's what I would do I just walk to the games rather than drive mm-hmm. and like when you're at north if you want to go to games like if it's at top tagger at the football field then it's fine but if mm-hmm. it's anywhere else and it's like oh dang I got like a long rock or I or you got to pay for parking to go yeah, to the pay hockey game or stinks. basketball game, which is also weird because you want. That's one thing. Why do we have to pay for parking if we're already paying a tuition to go here? We should have a. If we show our student card, we should get free parking for t- at least student events. Ooh, that would actually. I I like that idea just because then you get more students to come to games. Yeah, I like that idea because like most students like they don't want to. Because I feel like freshmen. Like, yeah, they can go to games, but I don't think fre- a lot of freshmen do go to games. It's mostly, like, upperclassmen and stuff. I don't I don't really know the whole demographics of it, but, like, why would not would you let it so that, like, it's free parking for students to games? Because then you can get more people to show up. Right. I mean, like, for for football parking, like, I no joke. Like, I, we, we... Yeah, Cross Team, cross team like, directed the traffic for that. Yeah, we they? work parking. That's, like, one of our, our fundraisers, and, um, like... If we didn't do, if we didn't like have uh, abilities to park there beforehand, like if we had to pay ten dollars for parking, I would try to park on the sh- like the street because I would just hate to pay that every time I want to go to a game. Yeah, because that that because doesn't take it on the weekends. So like, my, I know my sisters like when they would like they either have to walk from like the apartments like across like from that aren't even on campus to, like the games because they don't want to pay for parking. Or, like, you can go to, like, that one big old parking lot by the McDonald's because they don't ticket or whatever. But, like, that's still a long walk. And yeah. it's, like, I feel like you make it a lot more convenient for a lot of people if you just didn't yeah. have us, didn't have students pay. But. Yeah, just an idea for the for the, the back burner, you know. If you're listening to President Eisler, that's what we want. We want free athletic parking. Yeah! But you never know. Next year with the new parking lot in the athletic complex, we might have a difference in parking. So yeah, who knows? We, or if we add a parking lot. They haven't said anything about a parking lot, but I really hope they add a parking lot down there. Because I don't want to have to walk from, athletic from behind Engelglaben all the way around. Because that's going to be a big building. I think people yeah, forget the, that's the, a big building. So And with the addition, it's going to be even bigger. Exactly. So And it's interesting. But um, thank you guys for tuning in to the Most Valuable Sports Podcast. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and follow on whatever platform you are on. Don't forget to follow Bulldog Radio. Yes. Who help us make this possible. Yes. As well as follow us on social media at the MVSP on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Do it. And we will see you next time on the MVSP. Take care, everybody. <laughs>